0: Blaze Radio Network.
1: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I think I figured out a new scam that Google has with the toll companies. And I figured it out this weekend driving back from a trip we took. And I was so angry (laughs) because it hit me right there. I mean, it hit me and I was like you sons of people and I, I I wish I was smarter because I would have figured it out earlier but there's got to be a way to prove it happens and it like I said it has to do with the toll roads and so we took a trip this weekend we live in Fort Worth Texas and we went down to see my oldest son who lives in Austin Uh, The the greater Austin area, not uh, Austin proper, although he owns a business in Austin proper. And uh, that's a whole other story in itself, which I will get to today because there's a couple things that happened uh, surrounding that trip. And on the way back on top of the scam that I figured out. Okay, so we're driving back from Austin is at the end of the trip. So we've got to come back because my wife and my daughter have a meeting to go to. Uh, at, I I don't know, seven o'clock doesn't matter. We're, We're on our way back and we, you use, you know, Google maps and they direct you around or whatever, and we don't need it, but we use it for traffic purposes. So if it's backed up, especially going through Waco and that area, even before Waco yesterday, it gets backed up and Google reroutes you so you can bypass the backup, which is great. So we get to, uh, into Fort Worth and there's a big area in Fort Worth as you're coming into Fort Worth and it backs up a lot there. It does legitimately back up a lot, but there are times when it doesn't and you don't have to take the toll roads. It's like, we'll just go regular. We won't pay to use the toll roads and we're coming up around that area. So we check the Google maps and it says it's backed up. So let's take the toll roads. So as we're taking the toll roads, I look down and you can see at the in this particular area the road that's not the toll road that you're not on now. You're on the toll road and you've paid money. You're paying money to use these roads. And I don't remember how much it costs, but it's more than it should. And I looked down. There's, it's not backed up. It's not backed up. Traffic's flowing fine. There was no reason to take the toll road. And I realized... I wonder how much money the toll companies pay Google to say it's backed up in some areas so that people take the toll roads instead of taking the non-toll roads. That would be a lot of money to these toll companies. Now, there's toll roads all over the country, right? I mean, there's, I was looking at a list of the most expensive toll roads in America, you're looking at uh, Chesapeake Expressway in Virginia, which is according to this, a dollar a mile, uh, 17 mile drive in California, 54 cents a mile, Fort Bend Parkway in Houston, 53 cents a mile. Chicago Skyway, 51 cents a mile, Delaware Turnpike, E-470 in Denver, SR-73 in Orange County, California, Texas State Highway 130. That's not the one I was on. uh, Triangle Expressway, Raleigh, North Carolina, Florida State Road, 417, New Jersey Turnpike. I mean, there's toll roads all over. There's only a few states now that don't have toll roads in them, I think. Uh, I'm not quite sure the total. I feel like it was, I don't know, 20 states. Maybe it was it was under 20 states that had never had a toll road. And that was a, a ranking that was, you know, six or seven years ago. So I'm sure that number is a lot less in today's world. Anyway, I just feel like we're getting, that's just another little quick scam that the internet companies are doing to help the states or whoever's running their toll roads uh make more money and that's we'll pay you a little bit of money and you say it's backed up so the people have to take the toll roads could i be wrong yes do i think i am no welcome welcome to chewing the fat so as i said it was a busy weekend we were down in austin for those of you listening live today is the 27th of september 2021 and we were down in Austin. We you know, obviously live in Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth area, and we went down because my son is, uh, you know, having another baby, and they were having a, a little get together to reveal the uh, sex of the baby. You know, the baby reveal parties, which I think are agonizing, but you know, everybody likes them in today's world, so you got to do it. And I posted, you know, a final picture on my Instagram at Jeff Fisher Radio this weekend and yes it's a girl. So my son, Mr. Male, Mr. 65, I don't know what he weighs now, 250-260. Uh, at one time it was well over 300 pounds A uh, former NFL uh, owner of a gym, an owner trains people uh every day. Mr. Male, three babies and three girls not counting the wife. So he is a surrounding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he kinda you know he really wanted a boy, but he had resigned himself to it being a girl, and it was. I don't know if there will be a fourth. Uh it's very possible that number four, five, six could come. I don't know. For some reason he likes making babies. I don't know why. And uh so it was, you know, it was fun. It was that was you know, it was fun part of the day. And then uh so my wife's granddaughter oldest granddaughter, uh, had a soccer practice. And so I go to the soccer practice uh with her and uh my son and it's in uh one of the big parks outside of Austin, but it's still in the greater Austin area. And I mean this place is packed with people. It's outside. There's still uh most places in the Austin area have their mask mandates, but most of it's gone because it's still Texas and there's still people in there. So uh, we were outside at a park and there were some parents wearing masks and some parents making their children wear masks at a soccer field. Maddening. But I will say just back up for a little bit I'm okay with it as long as it's your choice and you're not telling us we have to. If it's your choice, you know you have a choice and that is what's supposed to be America, you have a choice, which they definitely do. And for the most part, uh, an overwhelming percentage of people, no, they're not wearing masks. Are they social distancing? Not so much. Uh, you know, groups of people are together. And it's, and it's not groups of people. Hey, this group over here and we're all together, but we're six feet apart. Nope. Uh, we're a group, and this is where we're at. I mean, you're out in these at this park. You're in a soccer field, right? People are playing the big soccer. They're in big fields, small fields. It was fun to be actually out on the fields again. Uh, it's been a long time since so I've been out there, and uh, you know, it's always fun to see all these kids playing soccer and some adults actually at this big park. And you know, so, but it was, it was, uh, it was nice to be out and about and uh, seeing people actually living lives. And, you know, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Who cares? Just don't make me wear one. And then as we're driving home, I posted another picture, and I don't know if I posted it on, which one I posted it on. It could be at Twitter, at JeffyJFR, or the Instagram, at Jeff Fisher Radio, or Facebook, at Jeff Fisher Radio. But we were driving through Waco, which is, uh, you know, a town between here and Austin, and uh, it's where the University of Baylor is, or Baylor University. And they had a big game this weekend; they won, and so the city was pretty busy, and there were people leaving the university. We passed right by the university, and this is where we were on the uh, on the service road because traffic was backed up on the interstate. This time, the inter- the internet was correct; the traffic was backed up, although we could see it. Uh, so we got off, and you take the service roads through. Uh, through Waco. So you bypass as much of the backup on the interstate as you can. And, uh, just on the, I don't think it's Baylor's university property, but I mean, we just passed the main entrance to Baylor university and there was a, uh, charging stations for the electric vehicles, Tesla, and there were 21 stations at this particular place. And 16 of them being used. I'd never seen that many before being used at these stations. 16 of the 21 had cars backed up getting charged. Now, I will say that while that's, you're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. More people are, you know, using electric vehicles and they're charging. Um, I was still on the road moving in my horrible, evil petroleum vehicle, along with all the other cars up on the interstate. Uh, While it was backed up, they were still, you know, going forward to their destination. They weren't locked into being charged, which is really kind of uh, really kind of weird to think about. I was thinking, wow, why would I want to, if you want to go somewhere, I mean, they've got to find a better way to charge. They've got to find a better way to maybe exchange the batteries. So it's not just uh, this huge piece inside the vehicle. Uh, You got to be able so that you could pull in and perhaps take five minutes or 15, depending on the backup, you know, just take a few minutes like you do filling your gas tank. You pull in, you pull out the old battery, you put in a charged battery and you move on with your life. Got to be able to make that happen. Otherwise, to be able to drive however far and then have to sit and wait for your vehicle to be charged. That is not going to be fun. And I know that's the future they want for everyone, but you can quote me on this. That is not going to be fun. Now, the other event that happened this weekend, that was, well, some of it was fun and some of it was not fun. We talked about it last week, global citizen live 24 hour event that, uh, started on September 25th, Saturday. And it was, had all these artists, uh, Part of the uh, what they were, they were celebrities and world leaders coming together to create change and impact climate and poverty. And it featured performances from all over the world Laos, London, Los Angeles, New York City, Paris, Rio de Janeiro, Seoul, Sydney. And I will say that was kind of cool. They went uh, around the world to these different events and they did have a song an event where they all were singing the same song at the same time around the world streamed and they were going to the different places. That was, you know, that was interesting and it was kind of cool. And I didn't catch all the artists. We didn't watch the whole thing, but I did see, you know, Elton John and Ed Sheeran and and plenty of artists that showed up. I know Metallica did a recorded thing that was, you know, kind of cool. That was, I don't know what time, five or six o'clock in the morning. I didn't catch it. But uh, I saw Jennifer Lopez. She was the uh, uh, one of the big events on Saturday night. Uh, prime time. J-Lo was there. Was, that was, you know, interesting. But then right after J-Lo, after they, we had people speak, which was just agonizing uh, through the whole thing, uh, that uh, um, Billie Eilish was there. And she was awesome. She was so much fun. It was it was fun to watch, and I you know I, I like uh, I like a lot of her stuff. But don't speak, honey. No, no, don't speak. Just like uh, Lizzo. Oh my gosh, Lizzo was there. That was I don't know what time that was. That was before J Lo though. And uh, you know she showed up in her you know tight fitting leather suit and did her Lizzo songs. But don't speak, baby. Don't speak. She said, Lizzo, uh, I'm speaking of, said, as we talk about climate change and making the world a better place and solving homelessness, and this is not, I'm not trying to sound like Lizzo, I'm just reading you what she said. Uh, We also have to talk about the institutionalized racism that happens in this country all the time. And she went on to talk about, uh, you know, the park. That they were performing in was once an area that uh, black people lived in, and they were evicted and bulldozed to build the park. And if you don't, you know, okay, so you know, and you were you're able to perform there and make a lot of money for Global Citizen Live, but you know, whatever. Just I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, like the performances, but I just can't like what they have to say. I mean, we had Lord show up and we had, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Marley skip Marley show up and Cindy Lauper was there. I didn't understand Cindy Lauper. I didn't, I wasn't catching what she was saying at the end of her performance. It looked like she was unhappy at the end of her performance though. Cause I feel like she said something to the audience and then they didn't respond like she had wanted, but Maybe they did. I mean, whatever. I just didn't, uh, I didn't catch it. At uh, Lisa Cara was there. Oh, that's right. And Prince Harry and Meghan Markle showed up too. Oh, and they, they were standing up. They were a powerful couple. Good to be in New York standing up for vaccine equity and good for them. It was good to see them. John Batiste was there. He was actually put on a really good show. Um, I, th- I thought he performed. Uh, he, he performed equitably. <laughs> I don't want to miss anybody. I know they were. I, I watched a bunch of the shows. They were just kind of agonizing when they spoke, and Billy Eilish too. Um, just you know, I I got and they, they had all the big uh, CEOs there from all these companies that are donating money, and they even had time to bring out a new program for justice for the week or whatever the hell they were calling it and our goal is to reach a hundred million dollars but you know right there on stage they had a couple of companies that uh donated uh, you know 25 million just to you know just to get the ball rolling for them Ugh. it was just it, you know good good it was all about being a global citizen and isn't that what we all want you didn't answer me I was just wondering, isn't that what we all want? I'll tell you what we all want is a Coca Cola product that's cold. Wait, they were there too? Yes, they were there. Ugh. I know. It almost makes me feel bad to <sighs> open up a fresh can and take a swig. I did find. Hmm, So good. I did, as long as we're, uh, let's go to the break room and then we'll talk a little bit about what I found. So I did find a couple of Coca-Cola Zero, the old Coca-Cola Zero products in the bottles uh, on the shelf. And I did get some but uh, you can't find the cans anymore i mean those those are long gone and i did i saw someone sent me a picture on one of those socials that uh, had a couple of uh, coke zero black cans uh, in the back of the fridge and those are they those are just stashed for you know a special occasion don't hold them too long you don't want to get them too old but because then the flavor you lose some of the flavor and the refreshedness of them but uh that comes from the old one when they changed from into the black Coca Cola Zero, I had purchased quite a few of the original Coca Cola Zeroes, <laughs> and after a little while, they decided that they didn't—they weren't good. Apparently, there's an expiration date on Who knew? Plus, keeping them in my garage probably didn't help because. Uh, there's quite a temperature difference between a refrigerator and my garage in Texas. So that seemed to affect the taste of them after a while. All right, we're in the break room. So did you happen to see the gorillas at the Bronx zoo start to take care of a little personal business uh, going on? How come this never happens when I go to the zoo? How come? How come I go to the zoo? They're laying around doing nothing. They might, pick a zit off their butt or something. That's about it. But people show up at the Bronx Zoo and another ape starts doing, you know, business, engaging in, you know, sexual act in front of everyone. The video was awesome. The family's watching. Here comes the two apes and he lays her down and then puts his head between Oh, no, says the parents. Oh my, oh, my God, no. If I'm there, I'm saying, yes. Watch this, kids. <laughs> the parents are freaking out. Now, they're still going at it. And the guy holding the camera to videotape it is not shocked. He's keeping it on. him. I don't think he's one of the ones saying, oh, no. Now, now they're done. And they stop. All right, and he's done. And... She gets up and off they go. Now, I don't know if they were going to their, you know, to their room to be by themselves or if they were done. But, <laughs> but that's how fast it was. Now, maybe they were giving, you know, she likes to get started in front of everyone and then move to the private room. I don't know. But apparently um, many species engage in sex for pleasure and uh the uh bonobos also known as hippie apes have infamously kinky sex lives kinky business lives whereas the chimpanzee according to this story shows little variation in the act uh the uh bonobos uh behave as if they've read kama sutra according to this doctor uh, a professor of psychiatry and behavioral medicine uh, in Wisconsin and he uh you know he commented about these animals now according to this they range from non-conceptive acts and you you get what they do right and uh, they don't discriminate when it comes to mates both males and females practice both homosexual and heterosexual what really yeah and uh, also <laughs> And then I guess the Japanese snow monkey redefined uh, a phrase called buck buddy after it was spotted engaging in uh, business with a deer. I'm sure you remember that story. Uh, It happened uh, like three years ago or something. Uh, The uh, monkey and the deer and the monkey was taking care of a little business. And it was consensual. The monkey tried at least one, I think if I remember right, he tried a couple of deer and they kicked him off and said, no, nah, I'll get out of here. I don't want none of you. And then one female was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'll take a little bit of you. And, uh, you know, look, that's just the story. It's not me. I'm not making it up that actually happened. So, you know, I'm just saying that it happens in the animal world. And why doesn't it happen when I'm at the zoo? What the hell? I mean, I'm there at the zoo. Can't something happen instead of just wandering around? I was reading a story, too, where apparently they have uh, uh, same-sex couples in the gorilla ape world, but according to the, you know, inside people that that only happens because uh, you know they get kicked out the females will get kicked out of the group and so that's you know there's a lack of choice but I mean is it now you know no one supports zoos more than this show more than chewing the fat but we also support uh, animals in the wild no other show uh, supports animals in the wild. <laughs> More than this show and just as a reminder I mean fat bear way week starts this week uh, and I'm excited so it starts on Wednesday the 29th through October 5th and today if you're listening live again is the 27th of September so but today um the 27th today they're going to announce who the fat bears are and you know the the breakdown of the brackets. So we're going to break down a little bit of Fat Bear Week as we get into it this week on Chewing the Fat too. I got to reach out to Katmai National Park to talk to one of the rangers out there and see how life is going for the Fat Bears. And they have uh, video cameras set up all through Katmai National Park. You can watch uh, Fat Bears, you know, anytime you want. Just, you know, search for Fat Bear Week and the links will come up. And you know what? I'll just make Jeff Fisher Radio the Facebook page. Uh, Follow Fat Bear Week through the entire week. So uh, starting today, after the announcement of who are going to be the fat bears in the brackets, then uh, I'll post that and I'll post some links to some video cameras that you can go to, you know, for Fat Bear Week. Not those kind of video cameras. My gosh. But looking at me like that. But I'll follow. We'll we'll get through Fat Bear Week on Jeff Fisher Radio, the Facebook page. So go there and uh, click like or follow on Jeff Fisher Radio, and I'll make sure that uh, Fat Bear Week is there for the entire week. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with
2: Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if. Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news,
1: All right, let's make some uh, let's make some rounds in the entertainment uh, world. Uh, Elon Musk and Grimes have called it quits after three years together. He uh, Musk said Friday that they were semi-separated, but still loved each other and on our great terms. Oh, okay. I mean, he been he's been dating her since uh, two thousand eighteen, and then uh, they just had a baby together, baby. X, and he was uh, all hot. She's a weird cat. Uh, I love her I personally. I think she's she's great, but she is weird. Uh, and that's what that's what Elon. I mean, that's what Musk likes, right? I mean, she's pregnant with the kid, and he said that. Uh, and they're still together. They're just semi broken up, I guess. He said they're staying with me now, and baby X is in the adjacent room. Oh, well. Thought you were going to break up. Well, uh, they're, you know, they're broken up, but they're not. And uh, Grimes posted a video on TikTok of her trying to get X to say mama, which is really weird because I just read an article from her. I've had it on the show. I just never got to it where she went on to say that her son X uh, refers to her by name only. She said in the interview, "Being a mother feels weird to say for some reason. I don't identify with that word." Um, I, and this was in her video getting ready for the Met Gala, which the outfit was actually really cool. He says, "He says Claire," but he doesn't say "mama." Um, who? I mean, they call the kid X, which I really like. Uh, Maybe he, like, consents my distaste for the word mother, which I don't even know why I have a distaste for it, because I respect. I just can't identify with it, weirdly. <laughs> you can identify staying with Elon, though. I know you're talented at making all this cash, but it's nice that Elon lets you an ex hang around. I mean, Elon's got a 1,000 kids now, and he's, he's got to continue to make some cash, man. He's got a family to feed and clothe. And take care of. <laughs> I see where Angelina and Brad have, they're still fighting, but they've come to an agreement on the French chateau uh, after they had the big battle over that, right? So Angelina gets to sell her share of the chateau, the French winery that she owns with Brad. So that's special. They were battling. It's only $164 million vineyard. So don't worry about it. They're equal shareholders. They still are in that child custody battle, <laughs> but uh, the judge signed off on Brad and Angelina's agreement to, uh, you know, sell her share of the Southern France estate to a third party. Now, Angelina's got other issues that, uh, according to this report, might put a little a little, little hamper on selling that uh, selling that vineyard because her company is now uh, under fire her other company uh, lawsuit filed in Luxembourg, accused Angelina of trying to cut him out of a potential sale. So, and then Brad filed that lawsuit, which is separate from this. So we'll see. They're they're just busy battling. And don't forget Angelina did that thing not long ago where she talked about being scared of him and the kids were scared of him. So it's all a ploy for money. And all those bastards, Just it's all a ploy. For money and love. <laughs> I see where Kelly Clarkson announced that she was going to release her Christmas song or single early. Christmas isn't canceled. Just you. Ooh, I wonder if that has anything to do with the big divorce. No, that'll be silly. Jeff. She's just, she just decided to come up with a song that says Christmas isn't canceled. Just you. <laughs> uh, this isn't your typical deck the halls jam. It's more in line with Clarkson since you've been gone or stronger, according to the review. So um, she released this. Now, it's funny how this came out right now and it's going to be released in October. And this was right after Adele announced her Christmas release and she was going to go on tour. Remember in Vegas? And Adele was saying she's going to have a Christmas song. So Kelly beats the big Adele release by doing it in October. And it's also, it'll, uh, you know, I know Carrie Underwood's got a big release Christmas album with two or three cuts on it. And so it's going to be interesting to see Kelly and Carrie Underwood and Adele fighting it out over the Christmas music songs sales celebration did you see remember last week on the view when the vice president was supposed to be on and they pulled the host from the show so Anna Navarro one of the two hosts were pulled from ABC's the view live on air Friday due to positive COVID-19 tests okay well now they they had them all sitting on stage uh, uh, on camera and then they were told hey we're gonna need you two to leave the stage right now i uh, just leave the stage, and, and Joy is like, oh, we'll have to tell you, we'll have to come up with something, we'll tell them in a couple of minutes, it's going to be a big story. And it's going on, so they went on to say that they tested positive for COVID, and the vice president was supposed to be there, and they had to get out of the room, and then come to find out they did the interview with the vice president, but not in the same room, right? The vice president was doing it remotely anyway, so really, it could have taken place. It was just silly. The whole thing was just, Silly. Well, now we know that uh, the results were false positives, which we could have believed anyway. They get tested weekly as it is. So they, you know, it was, of course, it was a false positive. And it was all for bull crap show. And we also find, and even if that wasn't enough to tell you that it was all for show, we find out in this interview with Anna Navarro that she knew they had tested positive, but they brought him back to the stage so they could kick him off. Oh, my gosh. It's just unbelievable what they're trying to pull to make this sound like such a big deal and make it we're being so careful and COVID is so dangerous. And it is. I'm not saying COVID's not dangerous, but it's just silly that we went through all of this Just for, it is, just for, it is TV, Jeff. It is a show, okay? So just live with it. Yeah, you know, like Survivor 41. Do you know Survivor 41 season? Jeff Prost, man, that guy just made a fortune off this stupid show. But they have decided on something that a new hateful term, well, it's not new term it's new that it's hateful (laughs) but uh, at the beginning of survivor 41 uh, he asked the survivors a question and they all answered and then later on they decided that that answer was not good enough and they had to change it and his reply was really strange to me i don't understand why they had to go through all of this. Oh, it's TV, Jeff. Maybe you didn't hear yourself earlier. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Survivor, what, have you been living in a cave for the last 40 seasons? (laughs) So he calls them all together and he's got all their Survivors there and this is what happens.
2: If something comes up that you want to talk about it, talk about it. Who knows, we might learn something. In fact, I'll start because I need your guidance on something.
1: Oh. 20 okay.
2: years I have used one phrase to call people in for challenges.
1: Come on Come in, in, guys.
2: <laughs> Come on in, guys. Come
1: on in, guys. Okay, so that's the phrase that he's used for 20 years, and this is—don't forget—this is Survivor 41. Come on in, guys. He's concerned about that. It's
2: part of the show, but I too want to be of the moment. So Do you? Question to you to decide for us. In the context of survivor, is a word like guys okay or is it time to retire that word?
1: Okay, so now he's giving them a shot, right? He's saying, hey, is it time? He's being, you know, he's all part of the television show, Jeff. Don't you know that? It's entertainment. Yeah, okay. So he's giving them their shot. And they show all the survivors and, you know, they raise their hands.
0: What do you think? I personally think guys is okay. It's part of, you know... Come in, guys.
1: And they, like they all are shaking their head. Yeah, and yeah. No,
2: I, as a woman, as a queer woman, do not feel excluded by guys. Yeah, does anybody disagree?
1: Hey, everybody looks around. But nope, okay. everybody's it's shaking you know. their head. Nope. Nice is good.
2: Okay, mark it down. Disgust and decided. <laughs> okay,
1: mark it down. Disgust and decided. Okay, we're all good. Mark it down. Disgust and decided. Uh, except, uh, wait, there's more.
2: Card, how you feel? We're three days in to the biggest adventure of your life. What's the vibe? <laughs> so when we saw you on day one, you asked us a question. You asked
0: us how we felt about coming Come on on in, guys.
1: Yeah, yes, we did. And you shook your head and stood back there and said no when you could have spoken up. You didn't say a thing. But I guess, you know, now you feel like you can.
0: Right. And the reality is... There was so much going on. There's so much commotion. Cameras. My hair is messed up. I'm half crying. I don't have
1: the... By the way, just as a side note, his hair was not messed up. Uh, you see him in the picture. He looks exactly the way he looks now. So they're three days in, and his hair was messed up? <laughs> no. No, it wasn't.
0: ...capacity to do what I'm really supposed to do. Oh, really? Which I regret. I don't agree that we should use the word guys. Oh, my God. I fully.
1: And so now he doesn't agree. He doesn't want to use the term guys. Now, do the rest of the survivors turn around and beat him silly and tell him to shut up? No, no, that does not happen.
0: Agree that we should change it, whether it just be dropping the guys, changing it to something else. I just don't really agree with it. The reality is Survivor has changed over the last 21 years. And those changes have allowed all of us, all of these brown people, black people, Asian people, so many queer people to be here simultaneously. Well, Jeff has given them a, a fist.
1: Point. And I got to say, uh, an agreeing I fist.
2: love that you thought about it more. I love that you have the courage inside a million dollar game in which standing up anytime is risky. they all kind
1: of shaking their head to to bring it Yeah, up again yeah.
2: Because I'm with you. I want to change
1: it. Okay, so stop for just a second. I'm with you. I want to change it. Wait, What?
2: I'm glad that was the last time I will ever say it. And
1: what realizing
2: in this moment, somebody right now is on social media saying, Oh, he came. It's at Jeff Probst on Twitter. I'll probably never read it.
1: anyway. (laughs) That's so funny. You're so funny, Jeff. After all these years, you probably never read it anyway. (laughs) Why didn't, isn't it your show? Jeff Probst, isn't it your show? Uh, couldn't you have just decided uh, we changed the phrase, let that happen? Like, I don't know, instead of saying at the very beginning of the show, instead of come on in guys, the first time you have an opportunity to say, come on in guys, maybe you just say, come on in and let the audience say, Hey, he didn't say, come on in guys. Like he's done for 40 seasons before maybe they've, and then just not make a big deal out of it. No, no. He asked them. They said, no, it's fine, no problem, don't worry about it. He agreed, mark it down, write it down, asked and decided. But then when they come back, when Homeboy comes back three days later and his hair was messed up and he was, he was on the cameras and he was just nervous and he didn't feel like he could say it right, then now he doesn't agree with the guys. And Jeff gives them the agreeing fist in the air and says, yes, yes, okay. I love that you were able to come inside and say something inside this million dollar game and guys don't turn around and beat him silly. Cause it's ridiculous. I'm all for it. So we're not going to, this is the last time I love this is the last time I have to say guys, I just love it. Oh my gosh. We're in a, we're in a, you know what we're in. Also, another thing happened this weekend as uh, my travels. I guess I should drive to uh, Austin every weekend so I can, you know, catch new stuff in my brain. But we drove by a True by Hilton. You ever see those? Now they're the newer brand of the Hiltons. And I was one of True by Hilton. And I have never stayed at one. I looked it up and it's kind of like... And then I remembered my wife stayed in one uh, when she went to, I think think south carolina i'm not sure if it was the trip to carolina's anyway uh, she traveled across country during the pandemic and she stayed at one of the true by hiltons and it's kind of like the um i don't know the ikea of hiltons if you look at the pictures of them i mean it's still hilton and it's clean and everything but all the furniture does not look hilton-ish looks ikea-ish but it's a cheaper brand of Hilton, and also the walls are really thin, and my wife actually recorded a video as her stay. She reminded me that that was at a True by Hilton. She has a video that she recorded of a couple uh, taking care of a little business uh, in the room next door that she was... (laughs) What she stayed at the True by Hilton, and they are, uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating video. I am going to have to do this. Maybe I'll do this on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, which you should subscribe to, and I'll do a breakdown of the True by Hilton video uh, the night my wife stayed there with the couple that uh, just took care of business, and it seemed to go on for quite some time. And my wife was trying to get some sleep that night and, you know, just wanted it to be done. Wanted her or him to finish and be done. But anyway, I hope the walls are going to be thinner at the new moon resort that they're going to build in Vegas. Or at least that they want to build in Vegas. It's a 5.5 million square foot structure. It's going to be 735 feet tall and 650 feet tall. Wide, it's gonna be a monstrosity in Vegas, and you that's saying something the renderings of it <laughs> you know it's gonna look like the moon on the strip, maybe they ought to back it off the strip a little bit. It might actually be cool if it was away, so you'd see the strip, and then over there, you know, in the back was the moon, but that's not necessarily the plan, so it's gonna be they're gonna it's gonna be a whole lunar experience, okay. So it's going to be, you no, know, of course you can spend a couple hundred thousand and, uh, you know, fly into little space with Jeff Bezos and, uh, what's his face, Richard Branson, or you can hope that Elon will let you hop on for a ride to zip around the planet for a couple of days, which actually would be, would be fun. But, uh, apparently they're going to have these mini lunar experiences that are going to be like 500 bucks. So, I mean, that's cheaper than hopping on a Jeff Bezos little space flight for a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> but still, you know, that's only just for the lunar experience at the hotel, right? That's not paying for the rooms. That's not paying for anything. That's an extra 500 bucks ahead to uh, take the experience. So, it would be fun. This place looks amazing, and it would be actually fun to stay there. It's going to sit on a three-floor platform, Uh, this is according to the rendering. So you're going to have this three floor platform underneath it. And then it looks like it's going to have a whole area of an outside area underneath on top of that. And then the moon is going to sit on that really, really cool. Uh, it's, you're going to have to, you know, if you want the lunar surface experience, you're going to have to have a, there have, they have a shuttle station, that they're planning on building. It's going to be uh, a 175,000 sized replica of the moon. So, okay. So it's going to look like it's, you know, right there in the middle of Vegas. Okay, great. So if it all goes uh, as planned, um, they're going to build one in Vegas. They're going to build one in the Middle East. Gee, I wonder where they're going to build that one. They're going to build one in China and Spain. Isn't that interesting? I wonder where they would build it in China. I mean, it would look probably good right smack dab in downtown Wuhan, but what do I know? (laughs) Maybe they could knock down a few buildings in Hong Kong. Oh, wait, that's not China. Yes, it is, Jeff. Shut up. That's China. Okay, it's China. And, no, no. and uh, put the moon, you know, right there. So, according to this, the room rates will be competitive with other five-star hotels. Will they? There's going to be a 2,500-seat theater. That would be kind of cool. Uh, the top floor inside the moon is a 292,011 square feet lunar surface which you get to from the shuttle station with a club on the floor underneath. That's five. That's the one that costs an extra $500 a ticket for 90 minutes on the surface. So man, you get a whole 90 minutes on the surface plus the ride for 500 bucks. That's, that's well worth it. Right? Right. Uh, 4,000 hotel suites. You're talking about, they're, they're saying it's going to be a five-star hotel operator. We'll see. I mean, you might, I, I don't, you know, it certainly won't be a, you know, if it goes, if it drops below a three-star, nobody's staying there. Uh, it's going to have uh, 2.816 million square feet stacked underneath the lunar surface. Okay, that's, the, that's your big space underneath. That's what's got to hold up the moon. Rooms uh, are going to offer curated views of outer space creations. That' you know, okay, we'll see how that works. Underneath the hotel is a three tier platform with a seventy okay, so the platform is separate from the hotel. The hotel is inside the moon. Oh, that'll be that's kind of cool, actually. So underneath the hotel is a three tier platform with a seventy five thousand square foot spa. Hundred and thirty thousand square foot casino, fifty thousand square feet of restaurants and bars, seventy five thousand square foot shopping center, and a twenty five hundred seat theater, a planetarium, hundred and fifty thousand square feet of clubs and lounges, five thousand seat event center, and a ten thousand seat arena. <laughs> and there's gonna have well, they're gonna have one hundred and ninety-three thousand square feet of lagoons and other aquatic components. Oh. Okay, well, that's fine. And it's going to have a 500,000-square-foot convention center on top of that, plus the 5,000-square-foot Discovery Center, the 5,000-square-foot Kids and Teen Zone, 9,000-square-feet of business centers, 150,000-square-feet of ballrooms and meeting space, and a 500,000-square-foot convention center, which I uh, mentioned before. So that's every other, you know, every Comic-Con in America is going to want to be here. The Outdoor Terrace is going to have 185,000 square foot beach club, 20,000 square feet of amphitheaters, 24,450 square feet of greenscape. That's good because we have to save the planet with that. 50,000 square feet dedicated to sports, 193,000 square feet of lagoons. Yeah, we talked about that. The budget, they're saying, is $5 billion. I think that's uh, that's an underbid right there. It's projected to bring in $1.8 billion a year. With about 500 million yearly profit, it will employ 6,500 once operational, according to the press release. Uh, Wow. Okay. So good luck with that, because well, because uh, I don't know if they if they remember this, but there's a pandemic still going on, and uh, I mean we've taken we've taken guys like the Pfizer president and said, yeah, um, you know. We'll be lucky. We're going to be happy to get back to our normal lives in the not too distant future. But we are likely. This is according to Albert Bourla, the Pfizer CEO. We're likely to need yearly COVID shots. So maybe you could get your COVID shot on the moon, and then you're fine. I guess that's. I guess that's going to be good. And I don't know if they actually remember the whole pandemic thing. And I'm not sure that they remember that there's actually a drought (laughs) going on in the very state that they're in. Uh, You're not going to be able to go to the moon without water. And I know that they're talking about their big sports betting tax revenue that they're projecting would give another, you know, 7.9 million boost to the water projects. Um, You can have as many water projects as you want, but you still have to have water so, not real sure, and I don't know if you know this or not. And I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure, it's just an oversight on their part, but there isn't any water on the moon. So, if you're going to recreate the moon, there's it'll be perfect. Then, actually, what am I thinking about? It'll be perfect. There's not going to be any water in Nevada and Las Vegas, and there's not going to be any water for the moon. So, it'll look beautiful. Forget what I was saying. Be ready and go have fun on the moon.
2: Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.